Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Welcome to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 7.08, after 7. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Reunited, and oh yeah, it feels so good. Everybody's on board tonight. The lovely, loverly, the loverly and talented Deborah Green uh, produces the show. The uh, equally likewise loverly Andrew Longoria, <laughs> stoic on the other side of the takeout window, back from the Chicago Marathon, Low T Chuck. Low T. Welcome back, buddy. Chuck completed the Chicago Marathon, and spoiler alert, he beat Oprah's time, so we can't make fun of him. Nope. We're going to get to, I want to hear all about the marathon sure. uh, coming up in the show. Uh, we got a huge show tonight. Johnny Kilbasa will join us with a fast food review. We got major issues to talk about. Um, but I think the most pertinent issue right now is this thing called Hurricane Michael that is churning in the Gulf of Mexico. Joining us live from uh, the Severe Weather Center, WSB meteorologist Kirk Mellish. Kirk, how you doing, my friend? Hey, not too bad. How about you? Um, I woke up. So I woke up this afternoon like 5, and I turned on the TV, and I saw the radar. And I was like, what in the hell is going on in the Gulf of Mexico? This thing called Michael went from... You know, like drip, 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 flood. It was like that that quick it formed and, and became a, is it a Category 3 hurricane Yeah, now? it's Category 3 now with 120-mile-an-hour uh, sustained uh, winds, and that is a Category 3, and it certainly did undergo uh, rapid intensification uh, as it was expected to do. Kirk, um, it's been a while. I mean, again, I do traffic, not weather. And even though I follow you every six minutes on Atlanta's Morning News, I often don't, it, the weather doesn't sink in because I'm like thinking about, all right, say this, 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 this. Yeah, you're doing your job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but it's been a while since we've had a major hurricane uh, that in the Gulf, right, that hit the panhandle. It's, it's been a minute. Uh, it it has. Uh, Opal was a, was a big one back in 1995. And uh, there was also a, a weaker Category 3 storm, I think it was called Dennis uh, back in 2005. Uh, so there have not been a lot of them, and uh, there certainly haven't been many in uh, modern times as well. And it's particularly bad when the storm is uh, moving uh, towards the coastline down there uh, from the direction this one is, because just the natural curvature of the coastline down there is, helps uh, make it a natural funnel uh, for the storm surge. So uh, we're expecting uh, as much as 10 feet or more just on the storm uh, surge, and uh, then you would have battering waves on top of that. I would imagine the the, the warm water of the Gulf is going to help fuel this puppy as well, right? It's it's. I, I, I was so amazed the first time I went down to Destin and got in the water and how warm it was. That's warm water, and, and hurricanes love that stuff. Oh, it certainly is. The uh, The cutoff point is right around uh, 80, 82 degrees for uh, when we look for tropical uh, cyclone uh, generation from uh, those waters, and we're seeing temperatures well above that in many parts of the Gulf uh, near the surface. So it's got plenty of ocean content energy uh, to fuel this storm. WSB meteorologist Kirk Mellis joining us live from the Storm Center, breaking down Hurricane Michael. Uh, the current path it's on, when are we expecting landfall, Kirk? It looks like it's going to be during the uh, daytime hours tomorrow. In fact, uh, with the latest uh, projections, uh, they're looking at uh, tropical storm warning now as far north as Macon, Georgia. Uh, so it's got a huge uh, uh, wind field with it. Uh, this was uh, one of the points that uh, we tried to drive home with uh, Florence is that uh, 
uh, a tropical storm or a hurricane is not a point on a map. It's hundreds of miles across. So there's going to be a major portion of the Gulf Coast uh, that's going to be receiving not only torrential downpours, but also some strong winds. And, of course, that uh, storm surge uh, inundation is going to be very serious for a large part uh, from the west of Panama City, uh, halfway down uh, the Florida Peninsula. Just uh, I just tweeted out a picture. The the Waffle House guys at Panama City Beach, Florida, is already closed. Oh. So ah, uh, see, there you go. That's, yeah, that's it. The Waffle House, uh, you know, indicator. They they have already shut down well before landfall. So that lets you know how serious this is. Before we get back to to what's going to happen to the Panhandle on the coast, the impacts on on Atlanta, our weather here. Uh, will we see anything? And and if so, when do you th- expect that to hit? We're going to start uh, getting some more uh, showers uh, overnight uh, tonight that are indirectly related uh, to the circulation around the storm. But for the most part, uh, the impacts here, we're going to see those increase tomorrow afternoon and especially tomorrow night into Thursday morning. That's when we'll get uh, the most widespread rain and some uh, embedded thunderstorms as well. Uh, But it does look like uh, the strongest winds will stay uh, well to the south of Atlanta. It uh, looks like the highest uh, risk for power outages uh, looks to be south of a line from, say, uh, Athens to uh, the Griffin area. Uh, south Georgia is looking at some very strong winds, though, uh, 50, 60 miles an hour uh, just to the south of uh, Macon. And uh, further south of that, they'll actually get some uh, at least gusts to about 74 miles an hour, which is a minimal hurricane force even in South Georgia. So Governor Deal declaring a state of emergency, that is mostly for uh, South Georgia, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, from, uh, let's say, from Macon southward, uh, that's where uh, most of the uh, damage, uh, the flooding, uh, and the power outages are going to be occurring. Now, the, the Mark Aram Show listener, um, it, it's widely known, the, the, the most well-heeled listener of talk radio. Everyone that listens to the show has a second home on the beach, and a majority of them are in the Florida panhandle. Um, How worried should they be about property and damage and and what Michael can do to uh, the coastline down there? Yeah, obviously depending on just how close to uh, the beach they are, but anywhere from uh, around Panama City uh, all the way uh, through the Big Bend area, that's that's ground zero for this storm. Now, keep in mind the strongest winds expected to be up around 125 miles an hour. Those are in an area that are only around uh, 20 to maybe 50 miles wide, uh, right where the eye comes ashore. Uh, the remainder of the uh, coastal line will be looking at uh, winds that are more in line with, say, a uh, severe thunderstorm that you might get uh, up here in the Atlanta area uh, during the summertime. So it's not going to be widespread, uh, constant uh, hurricane force winds, but it's going to be widespread enough, especially given uh, the warm uh, end of summer we've had here and start of fall. There's still a lot of leaves on the trees and uh so the wind's going to be able to grab onto those uh and that's going to be part of the big problem wsb meteorologist kirk mellis joining us here on the mark aram show talking about hurricane michael you know during hurricane florence uh that battered the carolinas the biggest in hindsight the biggest problem uh was flooding it was not the high winds it was the flooding it was the constant rain the slow moving storm uh, this looks like a totally different storm than that, correct? Yeah, it certainly is. If there's any saving grace to this storm, it is expected to be a fast mover and not stall out uh, the way Harvey did last year in Texas or the way uh, Florence did uh, last month. So this one's expected to come ashore and then uh, as a front and an upper-level trough and a jet stream comes swinging at it, it's expected to accelerate to the northeast and uh, end up uh, off the east coast uh, by the time we get into uh probably a Thursday night or early Friday morning. Cat 3 now, any chance it goes up or down before it hits land? Yeah, yeah, yeah there is. The, it's very uh, common to have uh, fluctuations over the last 12 hours of a storm, so it could end up ratcheting up a little bit and then could go down, if we're lucky, uh, just before landfall. But as of now, Category 3, 125-mile-an-hour sustained winds is the call. Um, finishing up with Kirk Mellish, one final question, Kirk, as this thing makes landfall, Longoria and I are going to hunker down uh, on the northwest side of town, maybe Kennesaw, maybe Ackworth. We need a good restaurant uh, recommendation. Where, where, where should we go for dinner? <laughs> Uh, go to Bernie's. It's a, a new place. We've talked about some of my other favorite haunts yeah. in, uh, in Woodstock and, uh, and the Ackworth area, but this is a new one. Try Bernie's in downtown uh, Kennesaw. 
Bernie's in mm. Kennesaw. Yeah, have to try that. Owned by Bernie Sanders, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, then we're what, there. What's the What's the fare there, by the way? What, what kind of if, uh, food? If we you have at? the chili, you'll definitely feel the burn. <laughs> so you recommend the chili at, uh, at Bernie's. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Kirk Mellish knows his weather and his restaurants on the Northwest Quarter. So if you're ever, uh, you know, in need of a restaurant recommendation, Longoria. I know you go up to uh, Kennesaw and, yeah, and, right there. and, and Woodstock right in, a lot. So you just you just dial Kirk up on the ISDN and say, "Hey, Kirk, <laughs> and say, there you go. I, I want a good club sandwich, yeah. my friend. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll run down the uh, specials of the exactly, day for yeah. you. Exactly. <laughs> there you, go. He's, you know, Johnny Kilbasa specializes in fast food. Correct. Kirk specializes in good food. Yes. You know, Kirk's got a refined palate. Uh, I'm assuming we get the latest on your blog on WSBRadio.com, Kirk. It's all up to date as of now. All right. Always a pleasure. Kirk's going to update you throughout the night, and of course, have the very latest tomorrow morning. Morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade, Atlanta's only full-time radio meteorologist, the expert of experts, Dr. Kirk Mellish. Thanks, Kirk. Oh, you betcha. There he is. Bernie's. Pull up that menu if you can, Deb. Mellish knows his, he knows his weather and his food. That dude has not had a bad meal. He's legit. He knows what's going on. There's a lot of people in this building that know food. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it really is. Exactly. We should do that as a, a fundraiser for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta next year. Food tour? No, just what? like you go out to dinner with me and Erickson and Mellish and like oh, all man. the foodies in the building. Sounds good. Belinda. <laughs> yeah. Carnays. Carnays. <laughs> the good stuff. All right, so there's the, that's the serious stuff. Hurricane Michael... The, the Waffle House in Panama City Beach is already closed. I mean, that, yeah, what more do you know? That's how they know it's serious. Uh, you know, I was kind of half-joking about all the folks listening to the Mark Aram Show and owning uh, beach homes, but a lot of people listening I know have uh, have uh, rentals or own a second home along the uh, Florida coastline, the Panhandle. So if you are one of those people, how worried are you about what Hurricane Michael could do to your your vacation home, maybe your retirement home, or maybe you have friends and family down in the area. So I want to know how worried you are about the impact of Hurricane Michael. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. We'll continue. Look at that. It looks like a plum in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico right now. <laughs> I'm that, worried about the Whataburgers that, over there. Oh, exactly. Yeah. My first Whataburger I went yeah. was in Destin. That, that did not look anything like that. 24 hours ago. That thing just popped into a plum in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. All right, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, any concerns from Atlanta residents about uh, Hurricane Michael? I know a lot of people own uh, second homes. Uh, so a lot of them buy them and then rent them out down in Destin and in in Panama City and the Panhandle there. Uh, any Atlanta residents concerned about property you might own or visit down in uh, in Destin and Panama City in the Florida Panhandle. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Kirk Mellish says, landfall will be uh, tomorrow during the daylight hours. We'll feel the effects here on Thursday. I'm not nervous, but I'm concerned. I'm supposed to fly to Connecticut on Friday to see my parents. And uh, the way I'm looking at the radar, could be the winds could be you know, still pretty dicey come Friday afternoon at the tail end of the storm. On the back end of the storm, I think, is what meteorologists call it. Well, just don't drive. You might get stuck on your way back and take four days. Yeah, no, I'm not driving. I'm, I'm debating about what I'm going to do this Christmas again. It's Christmas, right, when you got stuck coming yes, back? Yes. took me. It's a 16-hour trip that took me five days to get home <laughs> without my car. I had to rent a new car to get yeah. down. And I want to go up. I want to bring the dogs again to uh, Connecticut. So I, I looked in. This, did I tell you the story in the air? I don't think so. So I want. I was like, you know what? That driving with the dogs was is insane. It was just too much. So I, I looked into like getting a private plane to go up there, just to see what it was. <laughs> All right. So two people, two dogs, small right. plane. What do you think the cheapest? The cheapest. The cheapest like small aircraft to fly to Connecticut and back would have been for two people and two dogs. Two people, two dogs. Five grand. Five grand. Deb. Oh, no, I was thinking above ten. Above ten. This is not the cheapest. This is the cheapest price, Chuck. I looked into flying to uh, Connecticut for Christmas. Yeah. Like getting a private plane. Sure. Two people, two dogs. What's the cheapest quote I can find? Atlanta to Hartford. Oh, it's got to be north of 10. North of 10. What did you say? Five. Five. Deb said 10. Yeah, I think it's north of 10. Chuck said north of 10. The cheapest 
was thirty-seven thousand oh, dollars. I know. You know, there's a pilot just down the hallway, right? I understand, but that's a long. That's a long trip. Still need the I don't plane. know if Steve can <laughs> fly that far. Yeah, he can. Really? With yeah. Two, with well, that's yeah. You need to go talk to him. I will. Yeah. Thir- the most expensive was eighty-nine thousand dollars. Thirty-seven thousand. Thirty-seven, and that's like the bare bones, like. You that know, round trip or just one way? round trip? Okay, but you're in a tin box and you got to flap your arms. That yeah. was the thirty-seven thousand dollar one. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm driving. Okay. You got to go out there and actually spin the propeller to get exactly. To get it exactly. Started. I didn't even think about asking Steve to do it. Steve Craig, I'll buy him dinner in Connecticut if he flies me. Can he fly me to Texas? <laughs> <laughs> me and the girls. All right, uh, we're talking about Hurricane Michael. We come back. Low T Chuck just ran a marathon. We've got a, a heap. Uh, tons of praise on him. We'll get the story about the marathon when we come back. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey there, this is Patrick Warburton, and you are listening to The Mark Aram Show. Who, by the way, stole my Jesus fish. Welcome back to the show, 737-23 in front of 8 o'clock, Mark Aram and gang at your beck and call till 9 in the p.m. Uh, we got a ton of show left uh, for you. Johnny Kilbasa will join us with a fast food review. We're continuing to monitor, monitor Hurricane Michael. Great job by Kirk Mellish there at the top of the show. Um, I, I want to talk about uh, Hurricane Michael a little bit more if you are worried about Hurricane Michael and what it could do to any property you might own or a vacation spot you go to in the Panhandle, I'd love to hear from you at 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Don and Marietta kicks us off. Don, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Yeah, love your show. Hands-free tonight. Um, Working out uh, out in Atlanta. Getting rain up and down 400. Uh, I've got a sister that lives in Pensacola, just to the west a little bit. Yeah. We're supposed to be just outside. Uh, they're ready in case there's any shift, uh, and they've got. They say they're expecting all the campgrounds there to be full. Uh, glad to hear Atlanta Motor Speedway yeah. opening up. To AMS is opening up for in. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got had a got grandkids, a kid, grandkids, and great grandkids that just mo- that just moved down to Denham Springs, and a couple of years ago you know, that flooded, and uh, Denham Springs, Louisiana, up that way when the hurricane came through. They were in the high school there, and they graduated the next year, so it's pretty good. Um, got a daughter moved to Orlando, and then they got flooded. So where's your where's uh, your aunt? Where's your aunt live, Don? Atlanta. Where, where does your aunt live? Uh, my aunt. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just messing with you, Don. Um, that, oh, okay. I, see, I've always talked about getting a retirement home. Like I fell in love with the Panhandle. It's, I mean, I grew up with New England beaches, where in, in even in the the peak of summer, that water is freezing and murky. First time I, I went down to the Panhandle, I was like, ah, oh, it was amazing. Clear water, it's warm. So as the first time I went down there, I'm like, well, I'm going to retire here. But I've always been worried about buying something and then, you know, a hurricane. But then the panhandle was so calm. There hasn't been any hurricanes and now this. And... Just buy your island in Canada and be done that's, I, that's probably what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'll just freeze. That. By the way, the world's going to end in 2030. Oh, so it is now? 20, yeah, 2030. Oh, I saw that. Some, yeah, something. Somebody. But I, listen, something. here's the thing. I, I legitimately believe that there is climate change. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's man-made or not. But I, 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 the data is there. The earth is getting warmer. So my thought was we should all chip in and buy, like, cheap, cheap land in Maine. Right. Because if the, if the world gets hotter, Maine's going to be like, oh, livable. You know what I mean? It'd be like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So we should literally, I mean, you can get 100 acres of forest in Maine for $6 or something. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We should do that. And in 2030, we'll be fine, you know. It'll be scorched earth south of Delaware, but we're going to be in Maine. We're going to be, oh, this is nice and 
temperate. I like that idea. Yeah, right. buy a little inland, though, just in case the water. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't buy on the coast. Yeah, we, yeah. don't buy on the no. coast. We'll you do it in the middle, in. in the middle of the state. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll have beach trout. Chuck can hunt for us. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I'll fish in the streams. Yeah. Deb will gather berries and fruits. <laughs> hey, I worked on a farm for a long time. <laughs> and I'll Mil- garden. You'll milk yeah, the cow. Longoria will grow jalapenos. Well, there you go. I like it. We're all set. All right. We'll each have dogs and running around. All right. Yeah, that's a good retirement All right, plan. good. We're good. That's what I'm going to do now. Linda joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Linda. Hi there. Hello. Hi. We just bought a house in Cape Sandblast a few months ago, just like you. Thank oh, you no. Remember thinking that the Gulf Coast was nice and peaceful and the hurricane was less likely to come and now it's going to be a nerve-wracking 24, 48 hours. I can only imagine. So do you do you have anyone down there um, that can check after the storm? Are you guys going to go down there? How are you going to find out? We're going to go down this weekend, assuming we can get there. We can get there and yeah. plus electricity and so forth. But What's the, yeah, what's the what's deal with mean? the uh, – so I – you know, one of the big problems of buying a place on the coast is the insurance is usually pretty high. Are you guys paying a lot in insurance? We pay about 10000 a year in insurance. We're in an ex-flood zone about 400 yards from the beach, so oh, we don't wow. have, unfortunately, flood insurance. Um, but our house is, of course, up on stilts. Yeah, well, that um, should help. So fingers crossed, prayers said. Oh, yeah, I feel so bad for you. 24, 48 hours. I feel so bad. So is it you and your husband? Right, we have a college-age son. So, like, whose who's, who's, uh, idea was it to buy the house, yours or your husband's? Uh, I have to say it was mine. Okay, so is he <laughs> is he gloating now, or is... is... Uh, he's waiting to see. Yeah. Well, hopefully nothing will happen. That's, that's just awful. If you don't mind, Linda, you call me back next week and let me know how things fared for you guys down there. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, well, thank you so much. I'd love to hear from you, and, um, you know... Lord willing, the house is still standing. We'd love to stay down there next spring. So, all right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Enjoy, Linda. I'm enjoying your show. Thank you. Our prayers are with you. Seriously. Thank you. All right. See, that's the problem. I would buy a house like Linda, and then two weeks later, be like, "Oh, Hurricane Longoria is barreling down on the coast." <laughs> that happened to my aunt and uncle. They lived in Michigan forever, and they decided to retire down in Florida. And then was what was the one they just came through Florida not long ago? I don't remember when, when Hurricane Bobby Christina. Whatever it was, right? Yeah. And it came like right by their house, so they came up here and stayed with me for a couple of weeks, and then they just sold that and moved back to Texas. Really? Yeah, because they didn't want to deal with hurricanes. Yeah. yeah. Well, because there was a there was a time in the in the late '90s, early 2000s, where it was every every single season there was four hurricanes just pounding both coasts of Florida, yeah. and people were just like, you know, I'm not rebuilding again. This is ridiculous. The insurance is through the roof. And that was the time to go down and buy places because they were dirt cheap, and I didn't do that, of course. Um, but but now, after a, a long period of calm in the in the Gulf Coast, people went down there. Now it's expensive again, and and now this comes through. That I know that would happen to me. You're right. Stick with Maine. The worst the worst that could happen is I'll be attacked by a bear. Bear attack. Yeah. Bears beat Battlestar Galactic. All right, Chuck, you had you you had a major accomplishment this weekend. Let's talk about the Chicago Marathon. Longoria, put those calls on hold because I'm going to talk to Chuck here. Uh, this was your second marathon. Yep. And uh, first off, how did it go? Um, not as well as last year, time wise. Uh, I the the race was better in that I didn't cramp up and have to literally crawl across the finish line. How how much slower this year were you than last year? About 20 minutes. Why why do you think that is? What was I the... had a baby and it's really hard, hard to, to train. train with a baby. Yeah, it was it was it was hard to put the mileage in. I I I will say for the record there's a 98.5% chance that I'll never run a marathon. Yeah. Um and that might even be too low. Yeah. I could see so, you know if someone bets me I bet you a million dollars you can't do sure, it. Sure. That yeah. I would train for it. I don't know if I would finish it or not. What what's the toughest part of, of running a marathon? The last the last six miles. Really? There's there's a point where everything on you hurts. It, it's hard to explain unless you do it, but there's a point where everything hurts. Like my feet hurt. I literally thought I was breaking bones in my feet. Yeah. My back hurt. My hips hurt. My neck is so sore today because eventually you just get so tight from running for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and all you want to do is stop. That's all you want. A regular person, you just be like, why am I doing this? I'll just stop. Yeah. But I don't know. There's something. At any point, do you walk? 
I oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah okay. I had yeah no I so at like mile eighteen I started to get a little cramp in my quad, which I was like crap. <laughs> I still yeah. got eight miles to go. I'm in trouble. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, I had to I had to stop a few times. Not that I was out of breath. I probably was. I've laid on the couch and had a higher heart rate than I did towards no the end of that. I'm not kidding. Yeah. yeah. Because it, I was running so slow, but I had such bad cramps everywhere that I just I had to stop. During the race, are you are you chugging water, Gatorade? What's the yeah, intake I, I there? Yeah, I hit last year. I was so excited and it was so new. I like skipped every water station for ten miles, and then by the time I realized it, it was too late. Yeah. To like keep hydrated and stuff. Sure. This year I hit every single one. Like every one, I take a little sip of water, a little sip of Gatorade, and keep going. See, I think I could I could do a marathon no problem, but. Um, I'd have to stop at the bathroom like every four miles. That- I did. I had to. I had to stop like at mile five. I think one or two. Four or five. Oh, just number one. Oh yeah. See, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. problem. Although, there, there were. <laughs> I don't know how much of this I should say, but please. The, uh, I was probably like mile twenty-one or twenty-two where they start giving you like bananas and like other little yeah. things to eat, and I was like. Oh, I think I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I was running, and I couldn't figure out like, is this just like a little squeaker I can get away yeah, with? Yeah. Or is this something like I might need to peel off and go Squeak. to the? You know what I mean? I might need to. And I was like, you know what, Chuck? I'm, that's me every hour. Yeah, in my life. <laughs> it's just, I, I can totally relate to that. I, I just, I thought, you know a what? Little I don't, squeaker. I don't, <laughs> I don't really think I have to go, but yeah. I don't want to chance it. I'm just gonna power through. So I. I just, I just kept. Do you, going. do you take in the beauty of the course? Do you recognize like how? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you're so focused that you don't even realize like, oh, I'm running through downtown Chicago. And- while you feel good, you notice everything because um, you just you can kind of look around. When you feel your body start to break down, you start to hit the wall. It becomes harder to look around where you're just pretty much looking about three feet in front of you. Sure. So that it's just three feet at a time yeah, versus you picking want. your head up and you're like, oh my god, that's like four miles down you know you can there's stretches where it's like four or five miles let's let's talk about uh pre and post race meals what did you have before the race uh let's see i had a lot of pasta and spaghetti and salmon beforehand pasta and spaghetti mm-hmm. that's awesome well there was like penne <laughs> pasta there was like penne okay. pasta stuff there was like a pasta a different pasta yeah. dish and then a big bowl so that that's stuff. a legit people tell you to carb up before oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. not with fettuccine alfredo no no it's very very, very light like a little <laughs> olive oil and garlic yeah. very light marinara on the and then the and post game meal what are you doing did can you, you even did, eat did, after that did you see that picture i put on instagram no oh man i i was eating Oh, the barbecue. Oh, yeah. yeah I was yeah. eating barbecue and sliders and macaroni <laughs> and, and shrimp and everything you could. Yeah. So you just went banana. I hit a I hit some sort of buffet um, brunch thing and just went to town. Yeah. Yeah. Beers. Oh, how so many, many how beers. How many calories do you burn in a marathon? Like uh, 40,000 or something? I, I mean, it's got to be ridiculous. I've got, Hold on. I've got it on my phone. All right. You'd get it on your phone. Yeah. I, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. Well, I'm proud of you, Chuck. Yeah. That's all I can say. I, I, I did. Uh, about 42, almost 4,500 calories. That's got to be more than that, I would imagine, right? I don't know. That's what the Walt's, way... Walt says he burns 6,000 calories a day now. Yeah, so, well... So you bit, have to... That had to have been more than 4,200. I don't know. It's it's hard to burn... A, he's not burning 6,000 calories a day. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a big guy, but he's not burning that many calories that's what a day. He told, I was like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, no. It looks great, by the way. You look great, too. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You did not win Star of the Show, though, yesterday. That's okay. Everyone else I should, did, but you. Yeah. All right. There <laughs> it is. Low T. Chuck running the uh, Chicago Marathon. Chicago. Are you done now, or are you, are you going to um, do it again? I'm not going to run the Chicago again. I'll raise money for that charity again. Yeah. I'm going to do it not doing that. I think I'm going to look at running the New York in a couple of years. I'd like to run I'd go up with that. Yeah, I want to run through New I'm York. I'm not running it with you, fun. but I'll go no. up and yeah, set cool. up. I'll set up the post uh, yes. race meal for you there. I'm down. We'll have pasta and spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, spaghetti. All right, we come back. Uh, we'll talk about Hurricane Michael. If you want to pat low T on the uh, on the back for doing a great job, that is fine as well. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. 25% of the Mark Aram Show has completed uh, at least two marathons. So uh, that says a lot for the crew here. We're all in uh, fantastic shape. Gary joins us in Monroe, Georgia. Gary, welcome to the program. 
Hello, Mark. How are you? Excellent, Gary. What's going on? Good. I was just going to let you know my nephew has just, uh, he and his wife had just bought a condo Panama City about two months ago. Oh, no. Yeah, he's back down there right now. He was just down there last week and went back today and started boarding up. That's that's awful. I mean, so and it's not like he's had it for twenty years. You know, this is a new a new purchase. Yeah, he's uh, he's a retired fireman, uh, about fifty four years old uh, and retired. So, and I mean, that's that the dream, be- right? Everyone wants to have that retire early and go live on the beach and eat seafood and sit in the sun and go yeah. golfing and go fishing. I mean, yeah, he's he's right there on the Panhandle. He's he's not far from Angelos. You know where Angelos is? Yeah, yeah. He is. uh, He's really upset about it. And by the way, um, again, I don't know if you heard uh, the the Waffle House in Panama City is already closed. So that tells you how serious uh, the situation is down there. So um, if you have friends and family down there, exactly right. The Waffle House indicator. So if you have friends and family that are down there, tell them to hightail it up here. They can stay at uh, Longo's house. He's got that mother-in-law suite. I do. Yeah, you can stay there. Chuck's got a lot of stone in his house. Mm-hmm. Spare bedroom. Deb, do you have any stone in your house? In my house? Yeah. No. All right. I'm not sure that's inviting. but Stone. I have a brick house. My house is brick. No stone inside. All right, we're going to come back. Uh, Johnny Kielbasa is still to join us for the Fast Food Review. 404-872-0750. This is the Mark Aram Show. This is Robert Wagner, and you're listening to that famous anti-dentite, Mark Aram. No! Welcome back to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 8.08, eight minutes after 8 o'clock. This is the highly acclaimed Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Everybody's here tonight. Deb Green produces the show. Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck screens your call. We've got some uh, important stuff to talk about, including Hurricane Michael, uh, but I just wanted to throw this out. Chuck, I don't know if you saw it. So I'm, I'm at work this morning doing traffic for Channel 2 Action News and Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. And uh, one of my one of my favorite follows on Twitter is this guy named Eric Erickson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I A little bit. A little bit. So uh, he's also known as the conservative Viking in some circles. He tweets out this this thing today, a link <laughs> yeah. to the AJC.com. Yeah, can you explain this? <laughs> so, I, so Erickson tweets this out. So I guess I should ask people to vote. And it's a link to this AJC.com readers poll yeah where polls can vote on where people can vote on their favorite uh news talk host yeah so i didn't know anything about this till erickson tweeted it out so i clicked on the link so i found out about this morning apparently it's been up for a while i thought i sent it to you yesterday did you i think i did i don't know i did part of our notes oh i didn't was it toward the bottom maybe (laughs) important things you need to put your stuff your stuff was so good at the top (laughs) okay yeah so i apologize i'm sorry deb but the first i found out about was this morning so i click on the link and you know the the biggest indicator of popularity in radio is I don't know, ratings? Ratings, yeah. That's all that matters. You know, that's what we get paid on, what we get bonuses for. So we know who wins that. I mean, right. it's, it's not even fair. It's it's not. It's like the Hackensack Bulls playing the New York Yankees in the 1984 classic um, Brewster's Millions with yeah. Richard Pryor. You know, it's come on, come on. Get out of here. Get out of here, Hackensack Bulls. But apparently the, the lesser-known stations got word of this poll before, so they yes. are out stuff in the ballot box and i was like what the hell who are these people i know so um i i I don't want and i wouldn't even have done it but erickson's doing it so i've tweeted the link and i put it on my facebook page and it's on my instagram and my bio yeah um it's a link to the poll and i don't care if you vote for me but i'm also i'm nominated eric's nominated von hessler's nominated nominated, scott slade's nominated as long as you vote for one of us four like legitimate talk show host. I just thought it was funny because the one I saw was your Instagram post. Yeah, but it's Eric's face. Yeah, and I was well, Eric's so, pictures on the thing. Yeah, I was so confused. Like, I was yeah. like, does he want me to vote for him? I don't. That's who? fine. Like, no, it was just it was funny the the way you put well, it. When, and the you, fact when that you tweet the article, it, <laughs> yeah. it links Eric's picture. I, yeah, I know. 
So I just thought it was funny. I'd, I'd vote for Eric. That's fine. Vote for Ron Hessler, Slade, or my, myself. Um, I'd, but I, I'm like, who? Who the? Why the pers- did they put this poll up anyway? I don't know. It's just a reader's poll. The, yeah, it's it's just clickbait. People uh, like they, to click is. on polls. Yeah, they've yeah. they've got it now. So they've 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 gotcha. they've got the clicks. But the person leading, I've never heard of. I know who that is. Do you know who that is? Yeah, because I worked over there. No, no. This is the, there's a uh-huh. new here. Come here. No, I think is there a new leader? There is a new leader, and I've never. I mean, this this guy might be fantastic. I've just never heard of him. Um, Rashad Ritchie. Oh. I've never heard of him, uh, but he's leading. So good for him. Good for Rashad. Listen, I'm happy no with idea. a paycheck every two weeks. I don't need to win a uh, a poll, but I don't want to lose to a, a girl named Kim. You like that, want, yeah, that'd no. be embarrassing. So uh, let's 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 stuff the ballot box a little I, bit here. We've from stuffed Aaron. the ballot box in the past, and it was very it was good. So, not yeah. on this show, not on this one, no. but other ones, and it, it worked. Yeah. All right. So the the link is up there again. I'm gonna sleep fine. I don't I don't want to win this poll, but I want to you know <laughs> yeah. have a good I showing. Win. I don't want to win. <laughs> not There's at too all. much pressure. No, no. It's funny though. Uh, creative loafing. They do something like this every year. And back when when the Mark Aram show was on the weekends, and it was a sports talk show. I was on for three hours on a Saturday or three hours on a Sunday, and I won Critics' Choice and Readers' Choice for Best Sports Talk Show. And you were only on the weekends. I was only, and the regular sports talk station guys were so mad at me. They were so (laughs) mad at me. I'm like, well, I all week to do three hours. You know, like you have to do four hours a day. I I can condense some really good stuff into three hours. So, um, but yeah, so I don't care if I win. Vote for Erickson, Von Hessler, Slate, or me. Just let's get the WSB because uh, these people got a huge. I mean, I have, voted for you six times. Did you really? You could yeah. vote more than once. Uh, well, uh, different computers, different oh, browsers. I didn't know that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Nice. Um, There's a lot of computers. In exactly. This so uh, I, I mean, work in a lot of different studios. Rashad Ritchie. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. I don't know who that he, one he's going to win. Yeah. I don't know I'm either. Sure but good for him. Right. Uh, le- seriously, sure, yeah. legitimately, I hope he wins. If you don't vote for me, vote for this guy, because that's that's awesome for him, Rashad Ritchie. If you're listening. Congratulations. Was that one of the write-ins? Because I think you yeah. can write in. Yeah, right? you can okay. write yeah, in. Yeah, that was a write-in. Um, so there you, you go. And um, nice. I'm currently I'm beating Erickson and Slade right now. Nice. But I'm losing. What, to do, Von what are you at? Because the last time I voted, it was eight percent. Eight percent now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Erickson has six. Slade has four. Uh, Von Hessler has ten. But he also has fifty people on his crew. Yes. The the doctrinaires can all vote. So I don't know. I, I'm just throwing it out there. It, it doesn't matter to me. Tim vote multiple times because he's multiple. Tim can do a thousand <laughs> yes, voices. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the link is on my Facebook page, Mark Aram WSB, Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. All right. Uh Alan joins us on the show. Al, what's going on? Hey man, are you still talking about uh hurricanes? Yeah, sure. What you got? Um, just I've covered a lot of them throughout my career. Uh oh eight, Al, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm upstairs from you. Yeah, this now, is our buddy from uh, the third floor. Yeah. I've covered about 18 of them, and third of them I've been in the eyes. So my my best advice is if for this storm down there, if, if the storm surge is going to probably be the biggest thing. So if you're close, go inland. Mm-hmm. If you're close to the beach, go inland. You know, you got to get away from the water. Water is heavy. Water will do a lot of damage. Sure, and that's what we saw with the with the last hurricane in the Carolina. It was all the water damage. I'm curious. So I don't know if you've ever guys tried to get out of the Panhandle on like a holiday weekend and how bad traffic is. Um, it's horrible. So I'm just I'm just rolling down here to see what the traffic's like now. All right, it's not bad getting out of Panama City and Destin. It's not bad. I can only imagine tomorrow what the traffic's going to be like as people evacuate because those are some narrow ass roads trying to get out of the Panhandle. Yeah, yeah, it is, and and there's not a lot of freeways right there down in the Panhandle. The weirdest thing I you, you experience as a journalist going in to cover a hurricane is you're the only one driving into it. And yeah, everybody's driving out. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, do you uh, do you have retirement plans, Alan? Or you you want to retire to the coast? What do you want to do? Um, yeah, my wife would like to retire to the coast, yeah. but um, I'm not so sure. I mean, I. Look, I love the coast and I love the mountains. My preference would probably be the mountains, cheaper for insurance and all that. But uh, I do love the coast. I mean, and Destin, look, you, the prettiest waters are right there at San Destin and Destin. I grew up in, you know, in Alabama, I was born in Georgia, and I'd hit uh, Fort Walton and 
Destin back when it was Fishing Village. Yeah. And that's the prettiest water. It's it's so, it's so gorgeous. If you want, Alan, we'll save you a couple acres in Maine when we buy uh we buy the acres in Maine, the acreage in Maine. Uh, Mark's in uh, Dawsonville. Mark, welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, I, I'll just let you guys know that, uh, you know, I own a house down there in, uh, in the Big Bend area of Florida, and I'm traveling back to Dalton. Uh, just left there. We had to eat back. Uh, they, the state patrol and the Wakulla County Sheriff's Department kind of asked us to leave by 6 o'clock tonight, so... I had to gather up my parents, and uh, we're all headed back to Dalton. But, uh, you know, our house is ground level. It's over on O'Clockney Bay. We sandbagged it up, and we— How how far from the water again? I'm sorry, Mark. Uh, uh, About 40 feet. Oh, wow, which is awesome, which is awesome 360 days a year, but— uh, um, yeah, not these five. Yeah. Oh, I'm so and, sorry. Uh, we 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 uh, we expect some damage. You know, the, the the previous caller I heard him say something about the storm surge. We our our sea level is only about five feet, and uh, we expect they're they're saying eight to twelve on surge. So we. So so what do you do? Do you do you just grab all your valuables out of the house as well? I mean, I would I would assume you do that, right? Uh, well, yes, sir. I'm I'm driving. I'm in my pickup truck with a load. <laughs> Headed back to Dalton now, and um, yes, sir, we stacked all the furniture, you know, as high as we could get it inside the house, and we uh, stacked all the mattresses on one bed. That way, only we would lose one mattress if we if we get one or two feet of water, we can we can make do with that. But yeah, obviously, four or five feet is going to destroy the home. And uh, and how how know, long have you owned it, Mark? About five years. It was oh. our dream, you know, to. Sure, sure. On the water, and we, um, you know, we just uh, enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, we have a dock right there, and it opens up on Oklahoma Bay. It's yeah. beautiful. Oh, and it, man. But it's, it's not... Uh, uh, it's not looking good. Well, listen, we never know what's going to happen. You know, obviously, these things are tough to predict. I wish the best for you. Um, that That's heartbreaking. To get your dream home, Longoria. Your dream home would be not on the water, no. but next to the Whataburger. It would be. That would you. It would be a be, Whataburger. My dream home is a Whataburger. Oh, you'd be dead in four years. Oh, definitely. There's a really good burger. That's a damn tasty no burger. No hesitation. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'd definitely be dead. Blaze in Stone Mountain. Blaze, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. While you're talking about polls, did you ever do the poll on your jingle thing? Deb, did we ever do a poll on our jingle thing? Yeah, it's. I still. Bl- I think it's on your page. Is it on our if page? You go to WSB, the Mark Aram Show page. You can Within still- twelve years, I've been told we're going to have a website for the show. So, <laughs> do you want a website? W- yes, within twelve years, right, I can uh, do that. the stations promised me we're going to have a website. Well, all my fans at the El Ranchero voted for me. Aww. All right, yeah, we'll yeah, revisit. You know what? We'll check back in on that tomorrow. Yeah, we but the El Ranchero, che- remember, was afraid to have a live remote because of Longoria's famous exactly. situation with the community. Exactly. I, I guess so. Yeah. Ron, tell, they don't have anything to worry about, trust me. <laughs> oh, no, no. They're very worried. They said, no, no, he's too he's too famous. Too famous. See? I'm more than famous. I'm infamous. So Wendy Corona, our buddy from Channel mm-hmm. uh, 2, got uh, nominated or honored by the National Latino Community of Atlanta or something. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm campaigning for for next year. Nice. Longoria is going to be uh, National Hispanic Man of the Year. Sweet. And we can celebrate it there. Yeah, at El Ranchero. There you go. And we yeah, get... I just celebrated my one-year anniversary, and I said to everybody, on Friday, yay! I said, I've been hyperventilating for you folks for 208 hours. Bla- bless you, Blaze. And uh, that's the next uh, thing we're going to push out. Vote for me in this poll first, and then Longoria for Hispanic Man of the Year. Nice. Uh, Eskimo. Eskimo yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. A 73 degrees. Nice out. Walking the dogs this afternoon. It was actually, I had a breeze and I wasn't sweating. I loved it. Loved it. I also love Tony and Marietta. Salty of the earth kind of guy. What's going on, Tony? Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Excellent. How are you doing, my friend? I'm hanging in there as the best I can. Good, um, good. Congrats to uh, Chuck on uh, running yeah. that uh, marathon. Low T. 
Yeah. Bring yeah. it home. I heard a uh, interview on uh, Saturday with uh, the guy that runs that marathon. He said several years ago uh, they had seven inches of snow and they had to plow the streets, and that was like in late October. Oh, wow. And, and that would have been fun, down. Chuck. All oh, right, so yeah. listen, Tony, since you're from Chicago, what do you think about Chuck um, uh, carving up before the race, eating both spaghetti and pasta? Was that okay? That's absolutely correct. Okay. I mean, I used to <laughs> run cross-country like Chuck, so, you know, yeah. I think the best I ever finished was second in any meet. But anyway, i got a question for you. Um, we're supposed to be going to the uh, Saturday uh, luncheon on October the 20th, and I've got nothing in the mail as to, you know, what time it is or I anything like the, that. I uh, think the – didn't the email go out? Yeah, if you want to contact me, I can get you in touch with the right person and get all the details. Okay. Yeah, but it's uh, it's definitely you? on. You're you're still on. It's the twentieth, uh, October twentieth, yes. here at the station. I think it's eleven thirty a.m. start time, maybe. Yeah, I think they have people coming in at eleven, and then there's a breakdown or whatever. Okay. But yeah. Just yeah. Well, we'll put him on hold. Uh, give him his email. Email. And, email. And I'll get you the info. Deb at newbuford at wsbradio.com. <laughs> I got to get that. That'll be easy to set up, actually. Sure. Yeah. No, we got you, Chuck. Don't worry about it. You just show up. Okay, well, I'm really looking forward to it because uh, if uh, Linda's not able to attend uh, my uh, youngest son, uh, Benjamin, he absolutely loves your show, and he's uh, very interested in uh, transitioning into uh, broadcasting. And Linda and I, we've already Real real quick, Tony, uh, from the Piccadilly text line, my mom just texted me, yay, Tony, exclamation point. She loves you, so there you go. That's awesome. That's one of the best accolades one can ever get. Tony, I'll see you on the 20th. We'll come back with more of your calls, including Russ in Gainesville. Johnny K will join us with a fast food review, and we dined on pizza. I'll tell you about that. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hi, this is Courtney Thorne-Smith. You're listening to The Mark Aram Show. He packed in the animals two by two. Ox, camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight. I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the sun, step and hell. Tell me about the master plan. Welcome back to the show. 837 at 23 in front of nine. Mark Aram and pals. That includes Deb Green, Longoria, and Low Tizzle. Uh, with you till nine tomorrow on the show. Little Sanjay will join us with a uh, Would You Rather segment. Let's do Millennial Match Game tomorrow. We said we have already have one in the can ready to go, right? You've already. Oh uh, yeah. What are you looking for? Well, you did one already. We've never done. You've got the theme songs in there. Yeah. Right. We yeah. can do that one tomorrow. Okay. We just need a pair of millennials. Okay. And a prize. But we'll... Oh. That's all right. Okay. Justin says I can give away anything all I want. All right. On the uh... I'm gonna pull that audio. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about couples rules in a second. Uh, but the man who's had more couples, I think, than all of us combined, Russ in Gainesville, joins us on the Russ, show. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. Russ, uh, before we get to what you called about, what's the what's the dating situation now, my friend? I've got a new girl named Tammy. How new? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> so, that's very new. Very While Chuck was getting ready for the uh, Chicago Marathon, you met Tammy. Where'd you meet Tammy? She uh, lives three doors down from me. Um I've only been with her once, but I'd like her to move in with me, but I don't know if she will. What is the name of this swingers community that you live in, uh, Russ? <laughs> yeah, I, just, I live in an apartment in Gainesville. It's called Park Hill, and it's it's not – I mean, I, you know, I, I've never really met any girls here at the apartment except her. I just go to Gainesville every day. I go to Gainesville downtown well, wasn't, was it the last two? Didn't you meet the last two at the apartment? No, um <clears throat> Actually, no. You're you're half right because it was the apartment before this. Oh, okay. That I met uh, Shelly. You're that's an apartment right. sniper. Well, that's a, hey, listen. Chuck met his yeah. wife at his apartment, so that was she was that's formerly very true. She was hot neighbor. So you know, maybe Tammy is a hot neighbor part two. Hey, I'd like it. I'd like that. Are these women just in for your fame because you're on the Mark Aram show all the time? Is that is that what? That's got to be it. In yeah. fact, you should win that that talk. Uh, show host award. Thank you, Russ. You have the best voice. Well, I appreciate that, man. That that's years of uh, doing nothing, being lazy. That has kept my voice. You know, if I ran a marathon, I would lose my voice and my testosterone. So I I stayed <laughs> you know, dormant. That's what I called you about. I was going to say I've never run a marathon, but I walked some. I walked that March of Dimes thing a couple of times. I did a breast cancer walk. Yeah. And uh, ten miles. Have you ever walked ten miles? No, not it, on purpose. Take all day, <laughs> and the next day you're so sore. We did walk. So when I was in New York a couple weeks ago, 
Uh, Maya's got one of those watches that the step watches or whatever. It's Fitbits. And we walked five miles one day in, in New York. That was that was pretty. I mean, again, I didn't purposely set out to walk five miles. But when I was when I was playing baseball, we would as a pitcher on our off days, all we do is run. Yeah. So I would. I mean, this was you know twenty five years ago. I would I would run five miles and not think anything of it. I never even then though when I was in shape and could run five miles, I never said, man. I'd like to do that five times in a row. <laughs> you know, there was, few do. Yeah, there was never a time where I was like, "That was so good." I never got that, that the endorphin rush that they talk about. Yeah, the listen, runner's high. There is at a certain point. Yeah, but trust me, at twenty six miles, there's no more. Yeah, high. no doubt. I dated a girl once that not only did the uh, marathons, Chuck, but she did the ultra marathons. Have you heard about those? Oh yeah, I, I've I've dabbled in my head about doing a fifty miler. Yeah, that's. Uh, well, yeah, I broke up with her. I was like, "You're crazy. You're certifiably <laughs> yeah. crazy." I, there's there's one back home that it's a trail race. You got to do it in 12 hours, and I've I've I'm toying with the idea of maybe doing that. Don't race. do it. What? How long is it though? It's 50 miles. Don't do that. Don't Chuck. do it. You've dude. got a family support. Come on. What? What's gonna happen? Anything could happen. Bears, no, snake bites. Stop. It's fine. <laughs> Russ, talk some. You're the voice of reason here, Russ. <laughs> Tell Chuck he doesn't need to do a 50 mile race. That's pretty crazy. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think anybody can do that. Yeah, no. Do it on a bike. You want to do a 50-mile bike ride? That's no. fine. I know a guy that did a 240-mile road race. It took him 75 oh. hours. Yeah, his name was Forrest Gump. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then he decided to stop running. Yeah. Well, you got the gump beard. You got the gump hair. Unbelievable. All right, Russ, take care of Tammy. Um, we'll talk to you uh, later on. We'll see if that's still a thing. Okay, thanks. Love you guys. All right, love you too, Russ. He's just apartment sniping. That's all he's doing. I- He's looking he's, at his, his he's shades. He's confused because every week he's got, well, every day he's got a new girl, but every week he's in a new apartment. I don't know what, I think he's staying with these girls. You don't think this is his apartment? No. Oh, okay. I think he goes to these apartments. That's right. It's a lot of deposits he loses. And Yeah. And just kind of, <laughs> you know. We need a pet deposit and a rust deposit. <laughs> rust deposit. Yeah. Um, good for him, though. Listen, oh, yeah. he's out there. He's he's working the game. Yeah. He's a lot, definitely working. A lot, a lot, I know a lot of dudes that can't get one date. And Russ is out there just, you know, fishing a barrel. I don't know if that's the proper term to use there, but 404-872-0750-1800, WSB Talk. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight, we do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. What's going on, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark. I'm, I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the taking. I'm covered with cheese. I aim to please. And happy Tuesday evening to everybody. I'm hot and I'm sweet. And I'm about six feet. <laughs> <laughs> you're hot and sweet? I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew you were sweet. I guess you're kind of hot. Um, Johnny K., what, uh, what's on the menu tonight, my friend? Speaking of hot and sweet, Mark... KFC's back at it again with a brand new recipe. This one, unfortunately, is not named after a SEC conference state. Of course, let's to recap, you had your Nashville hot chicken, which is hot and tangy. You had your Smoky Mountain barbecue, which is tangy and sweet and barbecuey. Then you had your Georgia Gold, which was mustardy honey. Now we've got Hot honey, which I don't see why they just don't call it Kentucky hot honey or something like that. <laughs> nice. That kind of rolls off. Wildcat honey. Right. Hot honey, Mark. So you got spicy and then you got honey. So it's not honey mustard. It's kind of like a little bit of the Nashville hot mixed in with the Georgia gold without half of it. <laughs> you got that? You got a chalkboard out? Sure. Do the math on that. Deb's, Deb's working it on the whiteboard white. right now. Yes. Yeah, I think it's kind of like Thai chili sauce, but not really. It's it's kind of in the ballpark of Thai chili sauce, but it's not that far uh, far east, if you know what I'm saying. Gotcha. It's so a little it's, spicy it's and mid, a lot of honey. Mid Eastern Asian, not or right. Mid Western Asian or something like that. Right, and of course, when they roll these out, they put it on everything. They got your chicken. You want the crispy tenders? They'll do that for you. You want the chicken littles? They'll do that for you too. So they've got a wide variety of flavors for your fried chicken of course they have the stuff without any flavors on it too mark so and get your stuff up side of mashed potatoes and gravy and drive them down the road so check this out johnny kizzle um uh, so I'm, I'm cruising facebook the other day stalking uh low t chucks uh, marathon photos and yeah. i stumble upon this thing it's like some i don't know like food insider or something and they do they they say the top 
10 fast food chicken sandwiches in the world or whatever. whatever. So, I mean, I yeah. get all my fast food from you. But I was surprised that they picked KFC's chicken sandwich as the number one chicken sandwich in the world. It was, it was in, in the fast food world. Right. Which I yeah, thought. You know, I think you could make a definite argument for yeah. their, their chicken sandwiches because their chicken's pretty good. I like their chicken little sandwiches in in, in, in detail, I think, is one of the best chicken sandwiches out there because they give you a nice it's a size of a bun that you don't see anywhere else. It's a chicken finger sized chicken that you get on there. You get a couple bites in and you're done and you're on to the next one. Yeah. The little the, the little chicken slider. It's a chicken little, yeah. Chicken chicken little slider. They call it, yeah, they don't call it a slider. Well, all right. So that, that gives me that gives that list some credibility then if Johnny K. I think Chick fil A was number two. Um I'll try to find it and send it to you. I mean, if it's not coming from Johnny Kilbasa, I take it with a grain of salt. But I just thought it was an interesting I do love reading lists. On, online. Well, you know, I think uh, the the National Cheeseburger Day Top Five Power Rankings was a big hit that we did a couple weeks ago, Mark. How about next week we'll do a little power rankings on fast food chicken sandwich? I love it. I think that's fantastic. Speech. Speaking of food, so this is uh, National Pizza Month. Um, every month should be National Pizza Month, <laughs> of course. And I would like to thank uh, the fine folks at Genuine Pizza or Genuine Pizza, depending where you were brought up. Um, for for bringing us five uh, or six pies uh, this this evening for dinner, um, fantastic stuff. Um, they are located at Phipps Plaza. Uh, Michael Schwartz, who you might know as the James Beard Award winning chef, that's his joint. Um, really good stuff. Did you guys get any of the uh, genuine yeah. pizza? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. Very one good. one was made that had short ribs on top. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, I don't know the lady, the girls that brought them. They they didn't know the name of it. I was like, oh, that's the Longoria. And they thought I was I was serious. Like, oh yeah, that's the Longoria. I'm like, yeah, it's got short ribs on top, short rib beef, whatever. Yeah. And they they were like, oh yeah, that's the Longoria. Nice. Yeah, so hey, maybe, if I can get a pizza named after me, that'd be cool. And I'm gonna get you National Hispanic there person you go. of the. It's gonna be a good year next year. Let's do it for the month. Let me try to get you Hispanic due to the month. Okay. And yeah. then we'll work. Yeah, on yeah we'll work on year later. We'll work I mean, on yeah. the year later. But yeah. uh, Johnny, if you're, I know you're not a big Phipps Plaza guy but if you're ever there uh, genuine pizza really good stuff nice thin crust mm-hmm. they had a they had one with big clops of ricotta on it it was delicious huh? oh yeah so uh thanks to uh genuine pizza or genuine pizza it's both genuine and genuine just like johnny kielbasa genuine all the time <laughs> johnny we appreciate you as always and it's the cholesterol high baby so am I. follow me on twitter listen to my podcast on any podcast app or johnnykielbasa.com. <laughs> All things Kilbasa on Kilbasa.com. Appreciate you, bro. Anytime, bro. All right, Johnny K. I'm looking forward to uh, the chicken sandwich list. I thought it was surprising, though. KFC got was number one. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. I, mean, I haven't I'm... had KFC in so long since really? they closed the one on Howell Mill, man. I'm so yeah, bummed I, about I, that. I, I love me some KFC. Yeah. And there's no better deal it. than the bucket. No. And now they're coming out with all those like boxes, you know, yeah, all the five dollar box, box. dude. They're the best, the best. Colonel, if you're listening, we need a KFC back on Howell Mill Road, please. My waistline is, is... We need a show sponsor. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, we got one segment left. I got uh, some interesting stuff to pass along to you when we come back. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. This is the Mark Aram Show. Uh, final segment of the broadcast. I had uh, maybe I'll do this story tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we'll do the story tomorrow. So Deb sent me a list. This this girl, the crazy chick. Yeah, yes. She. Uh, we all have rules in relationships, right? Whether they're written or unwritten. Sure. Like uh, it's my job to take the garbage out. That, right. That's just right, understood. Right, right. It's not, this this uh, girl. She's not married to this guy, right? It's just her boyfriend. <laughs> no, that's she why has, she's she crazy. She had a typed out list of rules for him to follow, and it's. Bat blank crazy stuff. So did oh. he like? Did she throw this out on social media? And well, Deb found that's it. That's how I found it. So uh, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's pretty nuts. You know, was she bragging like, "Oh, he does all this" or something? No. 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 no She's it, just saying these are the rules. These are the rules of, yeah. of dating wow. me. I hope that guy and, runs. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So I've, I fight taking the trash out. I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. There's, th- I there's things read I have to do. I'm, if that was on the list, that'd be okay. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Are any of them reasonable? No. 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 Oh, really? Psycho stuff. 
really psycho stuff. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Oh, please, let's fun. do. But in the meantime, um, this is your homework for tonight, guys. Yes, sir. What what rules, written or unwritten, do you have with your spouses? Okay, so think oh, about yeah. like what what the household rules are for you. Like for me, it's I take out the garbage. Um, it's my job to. Uh, I don't know. I, I we we have stuff. a thing where somebody will say something. I'm like, oh no, that's a girl job. Like if, if <laughs> yeah, and she does the same thing to me. She'll she'll try to get me to do something. I'm like, that's a girl job. Yeah, I'm like that's a girl job. Does or I'll try to get her to do job? something. Yeah, yeah, she'll look at me. And she's like, that's a boy's job. Okay. I'm like, damn it. All right, we'll discuss that. Tomorrow. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, there's that's, definite. That's a good tease. Yeah. Um, Longo, can you hit that button that says um, star of the show? Thank you. Good job. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Um. Kirk Mellish. Yeah, Kirk Mellish from the Storm Center at the top of the show. He's doing a great job keeping us up to date on Hurricane Michael. Kirk will update uh, the weather throughout the night and the very latest on the Cat 3 hurricane bearing down on the Panhandle starting at 4.30 a.m. tomorrow on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. Again, so severe that the Waffle House on Panama City has already closed. Luckily, I went to the Waffle House on Howell Mill this morning and had the all-star breakfast. Get the bacon well done and then bring it home to my dogs. I'm the best dog dad. You are. Yeah. So, all right. So, Kirk Mellish will keep you up to date on that. We will continue our uh, conversations on Twitter at Mark Aram, Instagram at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB. And if you can, uh, vote for one of the WSB radio hosts in that AJC online poll. Just give us a little bumpy bump. Bumpy bump. Bumpy bump. All right. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.